The Daily Rios for Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015. It is New Comics Wednesday. I have four recommendations for this morning for you lovely listeners out there. First up, Plutona number one from Image Comics by Jeff Lemire and Emmy Lennox. The blurb is, Plutona follows the mystery of five suburban kids who make a shocking discovery while exploring the woods one day after school. So it sort of sounds like this is a riff on, a superhero riff on Stand By Me. Uh, the blurb continues, The body belongs to the world's greatest superhero, Plutona. Led by the headstrong Mai and the troubled Teddy, the kids decide to keep their incredible discovery a secret. But it soon starts to tear their young lives apart, setting them against one another and pulling them into a darkness they may never be able to return from. A dark and heartbreaking journey about friendship and coming of age all through the lens of the superhero genre. If you're familiar with Jeff Lemire's work, uh, he certainly has a sensibility that I could see playing into this. He has a lot of atmosphere in his work, a lot of emotionality that really can hit you in strange places. And Emmy Lennox, I read an article where she said, the artwork may come across as this being some kind of kid's book, but it it most definitely is not. Now, one of the solicits from, from Image itself described her as an amazing newcomer. And um, she's not really a newcomer. She's been doing an autobiocomic uh, called Emmy Town, mostly online, which was then collected in two major volumes from Image Comics. One of them is as far back as five years ago, um, where I did uh, a couple of interviews with her on CGS, one from the Emerald City Comic Con. So as far back as October 2010 and March of 2011, you know, she had a couple spots on CGS. So newcomer, perhaps a newcomer to an ongoing title. I'll give them that. Um, uh, but she's she's not necessarily a newcomer. I think this is one of those projects that they've, uh, Jeff Lemire and Emmy Lennox have been... Maybe they were they wanted to work together for a long time, and they finally found the time to do so. Um, and this feels like a perfect fit between the two of them. So it feels like something that could have come out, you know, years ago, but it just took its time. So Plutona, Plutona number one in stores today, looks to be like an interesting new image series. In time for the eventual Netflix series, Marvel is releasing a new set of trades today. Volume 1 of Brian Michael Bendis' Alias, but they're rebranding it with the title that'll be used for Netflix, a.k.a. Jessica Jones Alias. It's collecting the first nine issues for $25. The issues themselves would have cost you $27, uh, but I'm fairly certain that they're not so easy to find. I don't know if they're up on Marvel's digital platform. Uh, artist Michael Gatos, about Jessica Jones, a former superhero within the Marvel Universe. Bendis put all of her backstory into the Marvel Universe as the hero known as Jewel, and maybe she might have had a couple other names as well. And when she was a hero, she worked with the Avengers, and she has worked with the Avengers since then, and has formed a relationship with Luke Cage and has a kid. So this is her story. This is her introduction to readers to the Marvel Universe uh, in trade paperback form. So if you are someone who is looking forward to the new series, the new Netflix series, if you like Daredevil and you want to catch yourself up on the next series, this is a perfect volume for you to get. Uh, 
it'll introduce you to the character, enter her story, and uh, it'll connect to what's happening within the TV Netflix universe. All right, then we have from Zest Books, from Colleen Frakes, Prison Island, a graphic memoir, $16.99. The premise on this sounds really interesting. McNeil Island in Washington State was the home of the last prison island in in the United States, accessible only by air or sea. It was also home to about 50 families, including Colleen's. Her parents, like nearly everyone else on the island, both worked in the prison where her father was the prison's captain and her mother worked in security. In this engaging graphic memoir, Colleen Frakes tells the story of a typical girl growing up in an atypical circumstance. So I'll provide a link for this so you can check out the previews. Um, That just sounds interesting. And it makes me wonder what she's going to write about and what she's going to draw about and what she's going to focus on. So uh, check that out from Zest Books. And finally from DC Comics, Suicide Squad, the trade paperback, Volume 1. This is a new edition of the original 80s series uh, entitled Trial by Fire. This collects issues 1 through 8 and their story in Secret Origins 14 back in the 80s. They attempted to do a series of trade paperbacks back in 2011, and they got one volume out, the same volume, the same collection, but never continued forward. So, you know, you have to assume there's a new movie coming out. They're going to try to get this volume out and hopefully continue because it is a fantastic, fantastic series. John Ostrander, Kim Yale, Luke McDonald on the art, um, perhaps Terry Austin on the inks. Um, the first cover by Frank Miller, I think, the first issue. Um, it's just one of those series in the 80s that took me by surprise when it came out. This is this is a series that came out post-Legends, so we're talking 1987, I believe. And... Um, yeah, you know, you could look at the artwork, you could read the storytelling now, and it may feel a bit worn, it may feel a bit old, but at the time, there wasn't much like it, and it was just interesting to focus on the villains at a time where DC was just coming out of the post, post uh, coming out of the crisis, into this post-crisis universe where everything was being reformed and reshaped and retold, um... And it was a different focus, and it was an interesting series. It, it, it was political. It made you think about things. It used villains in, an, in interesting ways. One of the second story arcs, or uh, yeah, I think it is like the second major story arc, features the Penguin because they're going to, I almost said that like um, Cumberbatch, uh, peng- Penguin, Penguin, <laughs> features the Penguin uh, because they're going to Russia. And, you know, I just thought that was interesting. And the main characters are people like Bronze Tiger, um, Deadshot, which this series made cool. Uh, This series also made cool Captain Boomerang. Um, It brought in a new Charlton character, Nightshade, and also the Enchantress, which obviously they're using the Enchantress in the movie. They're using Deadshot in the movie, in the new movie coming out next year. And also Rick Flagg and Amanda Waller, all within Belle Reve Prison, 
which became a very popular location back in the late 80s. Uh, people would always show up there or they would mention it in other comics because it was fun. It was, it was a new DC Universe locale. The series really was just interesting. It, it became an interesting book to follow. I would say, you know, um, half of the series is really good. And there are some clunkers here and there. But uh, what a great way to explore the DC universe and use characters like Count Vertigo in different ways and use bring in someone like Vixen and bring in Speedy when he was uh, going off on all of his governmental um, escapades. Um, it's the series that gave us Oracle. John Ostrander took Barbara Gordon out of the killing joke and gave her a new identity, a new um, mission, and she became Or And it was a mystery for a while. You didn't know who it was, and then suddenly it was revealed that it was Oracle. Barbara Gordon was Oracle, which was really kind of cool. Um, it also gave us the Amanda Waller-Batman dynamic, that was later mined for the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. So if you uh, if you can remember some scenes in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon between the two of them, this is the series that started that. Um, as I said, obviously, there's a Suicide Squad movie coming out. Um, and who else showed up? People like Black Orchid and Shade the Changing Man, Dr. Light. There was a, a, a story later in its run um, about the Adam Ray Palmer going missing and was there uh, some kind of imposter? Uh, you know, it was just a strange little story. Um, midway through the series, there was something called the Janus Directive, which is one of my favorite quirky uh, crossovers between multiple titles. It was Suicide Squad, Firestorm, Captain Adam, Manhunter, I believe. And it featured war games between all the major uh, covert operations within the DC Universe. So things like Task Force. Task Force X, Project Adam, Force of July, Checkmate, uh, Cobra from the 70s series, uh, Sarge Steel, Peacemaker, and it was wonky and weird, but it, it had a great premise. Um, you know, the, the fallout of it wasn't so hot, but the premise was really interesting to me. So, yeah, the Suicide Squad, getting a volume one. I hope they really continue on. I used to have this series. I sold it on eBay, of course. It's one of those that I would always love to get back again, especially to do a reread now. Um, I read it all years ago, and I strongly remember about the first 24 issues, and then from there it kind of fades away. So I would love to revisit the series and see how it holds up. So there you go. Those are your selections for today. This has been The Daily Rios, episode 308. You can reach me at peter at thedailyreels.com. Have a good day. Let me know what you bought or what you are interested in today, and I will talk to you tomorrow.